morning, evening, or night, ladies and gentlebugs. My name is Karen Marin, and you are listening to a brand new episode of Based on True Stories. I am your host, Karen Marin, and I am joined today with my lovely co-host, Natalie Jovell. Hi. One of these days, you should say something more. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so much better. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today, we are going to be discussing the Rohingya genocide. Rohingya people are a Muslim community living in Myanmar. And they live alongside a Buddhist community. And they never really got along. There was always stigma between both uh, groups. However, it never really got so intense before May of 2012. Because on May of 2012... A Buddhist woman was raped and killed, and then authorities charged three Muslim men with the crime. One week after the three Muslim men were convicted with the crime, ten Muslim men were killed in an act of revenge by a couple members of the Buddhist community. So after that, that kind of lit the flame for the civil war. Buildings were being burned down, and and it is is led to believe that the Myanmar army actually started burning down villages killing women and raping them, also killing children and burning people alive. So in the past, the Rohingya people were also very scrutinized for their religion. They weren't given um, citizenship or basic rights, and their country never like recognized their ethnic group. And even in 2017, um, during the genocide, commander-in-chief, Min Ang Hulang made a speech completely disregarding the existence of the Rohingya in in Myanmar. He completely just said, oh no, they don't exist here, like they don't live here. And then to make it even worse, Nobel Prize winner Aung San Suu Kyi um, defended the military who was persecuting these Rohingya people, burning down their villages, raping their women, killing their children, burning them alive. Like, she literally defended the military and said that, that it was a, um, and refused to recognize the genocide or the ethnic cleansing of the Rohingya people. So, Buddhists such as Ashin Wirthu were notorious for hate towards Rohingya, and in retaliation, Rohingya resurgence formed the Rakhine Rohingya Salvation Army, known as ARSA. Uh, which attacked on security outposts. To escape the ravaging of their villages, the Rohingya people uh, decided to migrate to Bangladesh. So Bangladesh is a small country, kind of like near, across the the Naf River, which separates the coast of Myanmar with the coast of Bangladesh. So the Rohingya people had to cross by boat, across the Naf River to go into Bangladesh and a commanding officer who worked on the border of Bangladesh said that around 10 to 15,000 refugees were ca- crossing um, into Bangladesh per day. Now this was near like the beginning of 2016 which is when they really started like migrating a huge amount of people started migrating to Bangladesh. So the journey to make it across to Bangladesh didn't just stop, didn't just, wasn't just consistent of crossing the Naf River. They had to obviously 
go get to the coast of Myanmar. So some refugees recall hiding in forests or in the uh, on the border, and there were even stories of this pregnant. Uh, there was this there was a story of this woman who found a premature baby who was abandoned on the road, and the lady didn't know what to do, so she picked up the baby and she took him. She took the baby across the border to Bangladesh where. She tried to seek help for the baby, like medical attention, because obviously, like it was a newborn, like newborns need that medical attention. So, the ba- the lady even offered to like adopt the the baby because she th- this baby was just left all alone. Um, I think then she reported that the baby found that the family found out about this and like found the baby again. But these are just one example of just the hardships that the Rohingya people had to go through just to find, like, freedom and, like, so they can escape, like, their, like, the genocide. Yeah, the religious persecution that they were receiving in um, Myanmar. Oh, and another thing, which I forgot to mention, was that when the military saw people trying to flee, they would shoot at them, which is one of the reasons why they had to hide in the forest away from, like, the troops who were trying to, like, keep them there. So once having gone through all that hardships and crossing to Myanmar coast, crossing the river, in which cases actually when they were crossing the river, um, some of them didn't make it because they were they would get like, um, what's it called? When they like, I guess the boat like tipped over sometimes because there was just a lot of people in it. So a lot of people drowned. And there are even reports of, like, bodies, like, showing up on, like, the shores of Bangladesh of, like, people who had drowned and trying to cross. So, after trying to cross, after crossing, they would make it into Bangladesh and they would come into refugee camps. Once arriving at these refugee camps, this, the homes were made of bamboo sticks and tarps. And the majority of refugees are now living in Katapala. Um, yeah, I had a hard time pronouncing this. I'm sorry Kado, if you can't pronounce some of this. Kadopalong. Kudapalong, I think it is. Extension site in Cox Bazar in Bangladesh, um, which are the currently world's largest refugee camps. And many refugees would rather die in Bangladesh than go back to Myanmar. Yeah, so they hate it so much in Myanmar because over there, obviously, I feel like they... They feel like they're gonna get killed, like persecuted, much worse than they would in Bangladesh, because the Bangladesh government um, doesn't even want them there. Um, they sent like a bunch of like guards. Us, uh, so I would say guards. I would say like policemen or like military, I guess, to the refugee camps, and they were kind of like, they, they are, they are threatening to send them back to Myanmar, and obviously the Rohingya people don't want that. So in order to separate them and, I guess, make it easier for transfer, um, Bang- the Bangladesh government kind of, like, won't let them into the city. They, it, there's, like, one road into the city, and they won't let them cross. And so after a while, they sent in, like, these, like, police, I guess you could say. I don't know if they're police or military. And they were kind of sent there to make them, like, IDs for, like, support. Supposedly they're supposed to, like, help them get food and whatever like resources they need but this this uh i watched a documentary and this um 
reporter was in one of the refugee camps and was asking like the officers like oh like is this information because they were doing it um on a computer like they were taking their picture it was kind of like an id like an id card like you'd get here. yeah so they would like take their picture and all that take their information and the journalist asked them he was like she was like oh like is this information going to be used to like um more organizing as a more organizing way of like getting them back to Myanmar and one of the refugees one of the policemen just straight up said yes like he just said yes and then and then the, this is the reporter was like what so you're misleading the people and then like the the guy said no like we're not misleading the people like this is to help the get them help but it's also going to help with the transferring them back yeah. to Myanmar <gasps> I know, and I was like, oh, these sad people, because, like, I don't, these, I feel so sad for these people, because, like, they don't even, they probably don't even know, yeah, like, that they're know. doing that, they're gonna do that to them, which sucks, and, like, um, sorry, my computer just turned off. So, many victims of rape are coming forward trying to inform the public about what's really going on in Myanmar, but their stories are being dubbed faked by the Myanmar government and regarded on social media as examples of fake rape. Yeah, there's actually um, an example in Facebook. There was like this video of this, uh, uh, one of the refugees, and she's talking about how like her, her rape story and like the government is asking her all these complicated questions and she obviously doesn't know the answers to them because she's like, she just came from like escaping genocide. And so obviously she's like rattled yeah. And so, like, basically, they just kind of, like, dis disavowed or, like, discredited her. It was like, no, like, she's faking it or she's, this is fake news, which which is not, not okay at all. Like, this is, I don't understand, I just, I just don't understand why the Bangladesh government is just not helping them. And, and they're, if anything, they're just misleading them. And I feel like. They need. I feel like they should be more accepting yeah. with with them. I mean, they're basically leaving. They were forced out of their homes, and now to come into like this new, this new country where they don't even want them anymore. It's just it's sad. So. And then to add on to the stress, um, the Myanmar government, or like no, I think like all social media like stuff that leaves I okay so when you make like I guess when you make a post in Myanmar yeah from Myanmar to like on Facebook let's say um Myanmar the government can like see it and if they see that they'll like take it down or like any type of like someone that's trying to spread spread the um information about what's happening they kind of like find them and they essentially kill them they like hunt them down so there's this group of, like, um, a group of people who, like, collect videos of what is happening. Yeah. And they put it on, like, on, like, social media for everything. And just for, just to make the, just to help, like, spread awareness about what's happening and, like, show everybody, like, it's not fake. Like, the Myanmar government is trying to cover it up. Even the Nobel Prize winner over here is trying to cover it up. But it's, it's not fake news. Like, it's happening, like, and... The UN needs to recognize that, the, because honestly, right now I don't even think the UN has recognized the genocide and like helped at all. 
So they're trying to get all that help. So just some overall facts about the population of the Rohingya people, of the Rohingya refugees um, in Bangladesh. Mm -hmm. So approximately more than 700,000 refugees have fled Bangladesh. I've fled, I'm sorry, I've fled Myanmar. 67% of those refugees are women and 13% are pregnant or breastfeeding. So the reason the Bangladesh don't like them is because the authorities in Bangladesh are cutting off access to the rest of the country. Um, the locals say it's because the Rohingya people can't, because of the Rohingya people, they can't find work, prices on the market are increasing, and death and vandalism and overall crime is also increasing. The Rohingya people are sent back to Myanmar. The Myanmar government have started building like transit camps which basically I saw like a like an overview from like a drone like a video of it and they look like they honestly reminded me of Japanese internment camps that were in the United States so basically they, they would be held against their will in these transit camps still denied citizenship and basic rights so really the Rohingya people just don't want to go back to Myanmar at all they're still afraid that they're gonna be persecuted even though the government is saying, oh, yes, we have transit camps or whatever, and we're going to keep them safe, like, the Myanmar government, the, uh, the Rohingya people are already, like, distrustful of the Myanmar government, and just the overall disregardment for their genocide and, like, what they're going through. Also, with the UN disregarding their situation and not helping them at all, and not even, like, addressing the problem. Overall, um, I think we should really just spread awareness about this subject, kind of just get more attention on it so the UN can do something about it, that they can come together and they can like help the Rohingya people find, find uh, refuge. So if you can, we will have, um, we will spread awareness of it on our Instagram or our Twitter and if you can just please like repost it or like just repost anything about this genocide because it truly needs to be addressed. Yes. And it's been going on for way too long. This has been going on since 2012, and it's already been eight years, and still they've been getting no help. So if you could just please repost and all that and spread just spread awareness. Away. Yeah, it would be really helpful. Thank you. So obviously, there's an election going on. Biden versus Trump. Currently, while we are recording this, it seems that like Trump is in the lead. Hold on, let me pull up the results. Um, Trump is in the lead. I woke up this morning and I mean Trump. I said Trump. Yeah, I was like Biden. Biden is in the lead. I woke up this morning to Pennsylvania and Georgia turning blue. Nevada's blue. Um, well, they're they're like light blue, which means they're leaning towards Biden. And uh, yeah, they're not. Yeah. Biden's, Biden's leading with 264 electoral votes. Trump is is right behind him with 214. He's filing lawsuits <laughs> left and right, just nonstop. Like you're sued, you're sued. I want a recount. We're probably gonna get sued too if we talk about this. But if we are sued, <laughs> I mean, what's it gonna take? I don't have any money. Exactly, I don't have any money. <laughs> so. So keep up with the election, everybody. Hopefully, the next time we talk to you guys, we'll have an elected president. Um, if I'm still here. <laughs> if I'm still Yeah, Natalie's like... No, 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 no. We can't ask you. That's true, we can't. We can't, <laughs> we can't say this. Natalie's worried. I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, um, have a nice day, everybody. Spread awareness. Um, I wish everyone stay safe because, honestly, with what's going on right now and, like, the election, I heard there's, like, riots, like, Hollywood and, like, Wall Street all boarded up, like, really? like the freaking... Oh, yeah. yeah. Times Square. Yeah, Times Square's all boarded up with, like, a bunch of stuff. And... Well, that's no, not funny. funny. <laughs> <laughs> no. You've been sarcastic. So, yeah. Civil War. Fun times. Um, I hope everyone has a nice day. Let me know if for the Civil War we're dressing up black or white. I don't know. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, everybody have a nice day. Spread awareness. We love you all. Bye. Bye. Bye.